0: You are listening to Discovery Church Podcast. Once again, so glad that you're hanging out with us this morning. Um, This is your first time here. I want to welcome you. If I have not yet had the privilege to meet you, my name is John. I get this amazing opportunity to lead this community uh, that we call Discovery. And so we're glad that you're hanging out with us. For everyone who calls disco their home, welcome back. glad you're hanging out with us. Um. Real quick, before we jump into uh, the message uh, next week, as you saw on screen, Mother's Day. Hey. hey, and so we we're gonna honor our moms, and we have something special planned for all the moms. We actually are going to have a panel of moms uh, sharing with you next week. Uh, we're gonna have some little treat for all the moms, and then. Uh, we're gonna pray for all the moms. Uh, well, if you want it, we'll have an opportunity for you to come up, and we will uh, pray for each each mom in the building. So you don't want to miss it. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a blast. And so, um, if you have your Bibles, we're gonna be in John chapter twenty one, and verse. <clears throat> we're gonna excuse me. Start at verse two, and uh, we're finishing off the. Um, we're, we're finishing off the book, the Gospel of John. And uh, so last week we did uh, chapter twenty. This week we're concluding it, and it's going to be uh, chapter a smidget, snip, smidget, smiver, sliver, so- snippet um, of uh, of John chapter twenty-one. And so I'm going to read it for you. If you don't have your Bibles, it's right there on the screen. So here we go, verse two. Simon Peter, Thomas, called the Twin. Nathanael of Cana and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee. Mm, Come on, let's say that three times fast. Three times Zebedee, 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 Zebedee. And two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. Do we have any fishers in here? Fisher men or women? Three people. (laughs) Awesome. Let's keep reading. They said to him, we will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Could I say that's why I don't like fishing? Because <laughs> you don't catch a darn thing. Um, just as day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, children, do you have any fish? They answered to him, no. Verse 6, he said to them, "Cast the net on the right side of the boat. And you will find some. So they cast it and now they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of fish. Last verse. That disciple whom Jesus loved. That disciple that Jesus loved. I got it right here. uh, Therefore said to Peter, it is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment for he was stripped For work, okay. So he's fishing naked. Hello. And he threw himself into the sea. Hey, this morning I want to talk to you briefly from the subject, catch of the day. Catch of the day. Let's pray one more time and we'll get started. Father, we love you. God, I pray that you would speak to our hearts, God, so that when we leave this place, that we would leave changed. Nobody has an hour and 10 minutes to waste. Guys, so we want to leave different, not for our own benefit, but so that we can change the world around us. We love you so much in Jesus' name. Come on, everyone, say it. Amen. Amen. So there's this breakfast spot in Petaluma called Sachs. SAX. S A X. Yes, SAX. Has anyone ever been there? Show of hands. Okay, so so I went there the other day, Saks. It's an amazing place. I went there for breakfast, and they serve cinnamon rolls that are like the size of your face. They're 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 huge. But that's not the best part about Saks cinnamon rolls. Uh, the best part is they 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 take the frosting and they just scoop it on there. So like you gotta you gotta kind of go like that to find the cinnamon roll. Because it's, like, hidden in there. I mean, <laughs> bread makes you spread, but I don't care. Like, that cinnamon roll is delicious, y'all. And so, uh, so I went there the other day. I got the cinnamon roll. came out to me. It was nice and warm. The frosting was, like, it was nice and just running through the cracks of the cinnamon roll, you know. And I'm, like, I, I, I'm looking at this thing, and I'm, like, I could do this. I, I can make this at home. Now don't get it twisted. I know you're looking at me and you're like, man, y- you look like you have like the perfect bod in the the athle-. shut up. <laughs> the athletic frame, but don't don't get it twisted. Your boy knows his way around the kitchen, okay? So So, uh, for instance, Thanksgiving, two years ago, I baked from scratch a pecan pie, uh, an apple pie. For my daughter's third birthday, I made a triple-layer strawberry-filling chocolate ganache cake. Yeah, I know my way around the kitchen. And and so I'm looking at this, this, this roll, and I'm like, I can do this. It's simple because I, I, I've done it before. I, like it's a, and so I, I just, I don't really think before I do things sometimes. And so I, I get home, I gather my kids around the table. I'm like, your dad's going to make a cinnamon roll that's the size of your face. And my kids are like, ah. they're so excited. So I buy the ingredients. Um, uh, everything looks good from the dough stage. I, I mix the brown sugar and the cinnamon. And I mix it with the butter, and you could just smell. It just smells so good. And I'm like, and the, during this process, my little girl's like, Daddy, is it ready? Is it ready? I'm like, not yet, babe, but don't worry, because it's going to be amazing. Uh, sometimes I, I begin to, to dream faster than actually what's in front of me. And so I, God is my witness. I'm, I'm making this, these cinnamon rolls, and I'm like, this could be a side job. Like <laughs> I'm like I can I can do like a food truck. I had the name too. Brown sugar buns. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that might work, that might not. Uh, but, but I'm excited. Like I'm excited about my brown sugar buns and, and 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 I'm like, this is gonna work out. It's gonna be amazing. Um I'm just, like, I'm going to be on the next food network, food truck. Like, seriously, that's just how my brain works. It just, it just goes for it. That's why I need people around me to be like, hey, slow down. Um, and, and so, so I, I'm making the cinnamon roll, right? And, and um, I put it in the oven, okay? Set the timer. My little girl's like, Daddy, are the cinnamon rolls ready? I'm like, not yet. Be patient. It's coming. The timer, ding, it goes off. I'm like, ooh, it smells good. It smells so so good melted butter brown sugar cinnamon come on who's hungry yes and so so i i open I open up the oven i'm excited and i look in and it like the the dough like melted <laughs> like, like it looks like someone just poured milk on the on the uh, the cookie sheet and i'm like oh. my little girl in the back Daddy, are they ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they're, they're taking form. And I'm sitting there in front of this, this cookie sheet of melted cinnamon rolls. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Because I knew that I can do it. I knew that I, I've baked before. I knew that, that I've, I've cooked. And, and yet I failed. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And it bummed me out. It, it bun me out. I was like, what is going on? I think what bun me out the most was this idea that I know that I've succeeded in the past. And even though I've succeeded in the past, I still failed in the moment. <laughs> and I began thinking about that. And, and, and I began to wonder, I, I wonder if this is how Peter felt That moment that he put his net into the sea, pulled it out, and there was nothing there. See, because what you got to understand about Peter, the dude that we read in the text, what you have to understand about Peter is that Peter was a fisherman. That was actually his occupation. That's what he did for a living. He was a fisherman. And so he succeeded at catching fish in the past. And then, but yet in the moment that he's in, he pulls up the net and there's nothing there. So I want you to see what's happening. He succeeded in the past, but then he failed in the moment. See, this morning I want to talk to you about failure, but not failing at something that you know you're not good at. See, I think we can all handle failing at stuff that we know we're just not created to do. For those of you that that cannot sing, like y'all know you can't sing. And so if you didn't make it on American Idol, you'd be like, yeah, it's, you know. It's just a shot. But I, I want to talk to you this morning about failing at something that you know you're good at. I want to talk to you this morning about failure in the realm of the purpose that you were created for. See, I want to speak to those this morning who can sympathize with Peter. Those I want to speak to you, to, to those that can sympathize with Peter and, and, and understand what Peter is going through when he fails at something that he knows he should be good at. Because I think that If we're not careful, failure can kill our purpose. And so this morning, what I want us to do briefly within the next couple moments is I want us to look at how how can we see failure in a new light, in a new way. Because I'm crazy enough to think that, that if you have the right perspective of failure, that it could actually be a benefit to you. And so this morning, I want to start with number one. This is for, for those of you that, that do the fill in the blanks. Number one is this. Failure can become your friend. Failure can become your, your friend. So as, as I've stated, Peter, he was, um, he was a fisherman. That was his occupation. That's what he did. Peter was a fisherman. And uh, we know from scripture that, that Peter, he's fishing one day, and all of a sudden Jesus comes along and he's like, hey, you follow me, and I will make you a fisher of men or of people. And so all of a sudden, in that moment, Peter went from good to great. There's nothing wrong with catching fish, but God had something greater for his life. You with me? And so so here here's Peter. He 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 goes from 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 he's elevated from fish to people. And I begin to think about that. And I wonder if the moment when Peter he, he's on the boat and he pulls up the net and there's nothing there. I wonder if at any moment Peter was thinking to himself, wait a second. What am I even doing here? Why, I, why am I even fishing for fish? Like I'm not even supposed to be, like I'm called to something other than catching fish. See, I wonder if Peter was sitting on the boat just realizing, contemplating, wait a second, I'm supposed to be doing something better. I'm supposed to be doing something greater. See, I think failure can become your friend because failure can elevate you. Failure can elevate your mindset to remind you, hey, this is good, but I'm not called to good, I'm called to great. And so so this morning, what what I want you to know about failure becoming your friend is that failure has the potential, if you see it in the right light, failure has the potential to shake you from complacency. See, failure has, if you allowed, if you see failure in the right light, failure has the ability to shake you out of what you are comfortable in and to stretch you for where you're supposed to be. See, he, Peter was called, what he was doing, it was good, but it wasn't good enough. See, I wonder this morning how many of us are stuck in good when God's called us it's great, and I wonder how many of us can, the failure, whatever you're going, whatever failure you're going through, failure by setback is what I mean. I wonder how many of us were here, like we're being set back from what God has for us, and we're not really understanding that that failure is an opportunity for us to reevaluate where we're at. Am I really doing what I was created to do? Am I really thriving in the area that God has for me? See, because failure can become your friend. And what I love about Peter is that Peter, he he fails, but Peter doesn't fail and then throw in the towel. Peter, he, he doesn't give up. In fact, when I'm reading the text, Peter becomes a little motivated. Peter becomes a little desperate in this situation. And so here's the second thing uh, for you note takers. Failure can become your motivation. Failure can become your motivation. So, so again, as we've clearly stated, I stated, Peter was a fisherman. That's what he did. That was his living. That was his occupation. He pulls up the net, as I've stated it's empty. There's nothing in that net. And uh, at that point, if I'm Peter, I'm like, oh, well, what in the world? <laughs> like, this is, this is not supposed to be happening. And as we read in, in our text this morning, uh, they hear somebody from the shore yelling, Cast your net, 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 net. Come on, Dobie, sound effects, hey. (laughs) On the other side, 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 side. Now what I want you to, to really see and to understand about what is happening in this moment is that we know that that person on the shore, we know that it's Jesus. We have the luxury of understanding and reading ahead. In the moment, these disciples—they had no idea who this person was yelling at them. For all they could have known, uh, for all they could have known, that person that was yelling to them could have been a homeless dude, could have been a drunk dude, it could have been a Roman uh, soldier, it could have been a tax collector, it could have been your mama—like it could have been anyone, anyone—and yet. Peter was so desperate. Peter was so desperate in the moment of failure that he was like, I don't even know who that is on the shore, but what do I got to lose? And he took that net and he threw it to the other side. And as we read in our text that that was actually a great idea because they pulled it up. They couldn't even pull up the net. They caught so many Fish. See, I love this idea that you, you have to decide how you're going to choose failure. You, you have to, let me say it this way, you have to choose how you are going to view failure in your life. You have to choose how you're going to, how you're going to view those setbacks in your life. Because they will either be the death of you or they will drive you. And so you have to choose what is going to do inside of you. You, you got to choose on how am I going to see this setback? How am I going to see this failure? Because I know I'm operating in the area that God's called me to. So what do I do with that? You got to decide. See, this morning, I want to ask you this. How motivated are you? to see the purpose and calling that God has created you for come to pass? Let me say it this way. How desperate are you to see the calling and purpose that God has for your life? How desperate are you to see it come to pass, to see it through? See, when I say desperation and motivation, basically this is what I mean, is how willing are you when you fall down how willing are you to get back up? See, if you're here this morning and you uh, would identify yourself as a believer, as, as someone who has uh, surrendered yourself and, and put you under the authority of, of Jesus, we call that a Christian. Um, if you're here and you identify yourself as a Christian, there's a great verse in Proverbs that really identifies our response to failure, Okay, I'm going to read it to you. It's Proverbs uh, chapter 24 and verse 16. It says this, The godly may trip seven times, but they will get back up again. Now, in your text, it might say the righteous. Basically what that means, it's not righteous based off of what we do, but righteousness that we are made into by, again, coming under the authority of Jesus right and and so so the 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 text is the righteous the godly they may trip seven times but they will get back up again but one disaster is enough to overflow the wicked one disaster is so one disaster is enough to 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 keep someone down but someone who has placed themselves under the authority of Jesus someone who 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 identifies as a believer, as a Christian. Listen, our response, our motivation when we're on the ground is to get back up. When we're on the ground, it's it's our job, it's our responsibility to be like, okay, this is not the end of what God has for me. I have to get back up. And what you got to understand is, is, is that the, your ability to get back up, and this is where it differs between the righteous and, and, and as the text uh, refers to as wicked, or I would just say unrighteous or, or an unbeliever, is, is that the, the difference is that when we place ourselves under the authority of Jesus, we now have access to strength that we did not have prior. I love the text the, the, the verse that says that in our weakness, God's strength is perfected. And so it's in those moments when I'm down, it's in those moments when I've failed, it's in those moments uh, that, that I've had that setback that, that I know that Christ in me is enough for me to get back up. Christ in me is enough for me to stand up even though I'm tired. Listen, I want to talk to you this morning. For those of you here that you just feel like you're tired. You don't have to do this on your own strength. Whatever you're going through, you don't have to do it on your own. It's, you, you, not have to, you, don't, you don't have to do this by yourself. And what I love about this is the, this idea of, 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 of failure Peter, rather than than just throwing in the towel, uh, Peter, he he throws in it on the other side. And as we've read, by him doing that, he he becomes successful. And I want to use that word intentionally, successful. He failed, but in the failure... God was able to use it for him to succeed. See, I need you to understand this morning that in your greatest failure, your greatest failure has the potential to be the framework for God's greatest miracle. I'll say that again, your greatest failure has the potential to be the framework to God's greatest miracle. And he threw it over and they caught the fish. And I love this part of the story because of the way that, that they respond to this. In Peter's perceived failure, he succeeded. Whatever you were created, whatever God created you to do. And let me back up because um, I believe this wholeheartedly. Wherever you're at, maybe you're here this morning, it's your first time. Maybe you've never been in church before. Maybe you're thinking this is stupid. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter what you think right now. It doesn't change the fact that you were created for a purpose. It doesn't change the fact that God created you for a reason. Okay? And and so so here's what you need to understand about the purpose that God has for you. That whatever he's created you to do, he needs you to succeed at it. And here's why. And this is your, your last third fill in the blank. And that's because your purpose brings praise to God your purpose brings praise to God so it wasn't until they brought that fish up the fish up that, that that the moment they brought the fish up was the moment they realized hey the guy on shore wasn't just some random drunk bum but in fact it was Jesus it was it was the moment that that Purpose of Paul, his ability to fish, it was the moment he succeeded was the moment the revelation was like, oh, Jesus, that was Jesus. Why? Because our purpose, our success in fulfilling our purpose brings praise to God. See, whatever you're called to do, whatever you're created to do, at the end of the day, it should get people to say, wow, I don't know how you did that that was awesome. Clearly that was more than what you could possibly do. I look at starting a church. I'm like, man clearly this is God because like I there's no way, right? There's no way and I love Peter's response and we're ending right now I love Peter's response because uh, when, when they said, Peter, it's Jesus on the shore uh, Peter, if I was Peter I would have been like, see I told you Doubt your boy, Peter. Don't ever doubt me. I told you we can do it. We can fit. Like, that's my response. That's what I would have said, but not Peter. In fact, Peter's response was amazing. Because the moment that he realized that it was Jesus, text says that he jumped into the water and he swam to shore. Why did he do that? What? Like he could have just, the boat was eventually going to make its way to shore. Why did he jump in? And I think it's because when you're overwhelmed with gratitude and understanding that what I just accomplished was not on my own, there's something inside of you that should motivate you and drive you to pursue that person that told you, hey, put the net on the other side. See, our posture of success, it, it, when it comes to our purpose, our posture of success is this. Our posture of success should always point to that person that told us to throw the net on the other side. See, that's our posture of success. When you fulfill the purpose, when you're walking in the purpose that God has for you, is to... Is to, our posture is to, to be like, hey, I'm only able to do this because of you, Jesus. Yes, sir. So if you're a mom, stay at home mom, stay at home dad, you're a boss, you're an employee, whatever you're doing right now, a student, whatever you're doing in the, in the moment right now, what you're called to do, our job, our posture of success should be that of, I've realized that I have limitations. I've embraced my failures, but I'm so thankful to the one who told me not give up, but to cast a net on the other side. And so this morning, I, whatever you're going through, I just want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to just stick it through. Stick with it. Come on, let your failure become your friend. Let your failure become your motivation, because God needs you to succeed in your purpose. Because when you succeed, He succeeds. When you succeed, it brings praise to Him. And so, this morning, I, I want to pray for you. And, and if you wouldn't mind standing, um, we're gonna we're gonna end. But I just want to pray for you this morning, specifically for those of you here that that you just feel like you're about to give up, like you know that you're that you're working in the realm and the purpose that God has for you, but you're just, you're getting tired. And so I just want to pray for you this morning. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, and Jesus, I thank you that you, you've you called us, that you can use everything to bring praise to you. And so right now I pray for each individual in here that that, that feels like they um they, they just... They, they're confused, they're tired, they're weary, they, they don't know uh, what what to do. They, they, God, I want to speak to every person right now that feels like they just want to stay on the floor. Jesus, right now, I just speak strength to them. God, I thank you for the calling and purpose that you have for each and every person in this room. God, I pray that we would be motivated to see it through. God, let us embrace those failures, those, those setbacks, God, as an opportunity for you to, to remind us what you've called us to do. Jesus, I thank you so much. I thank you for what you're doing. Have your way this morning. We love you. Come on, we just thank you. We thank you that you're giving us strength this morning. God, we thank you that you're giving us rest this morning. For those that are weary, we thank you for that. We bless your name. And in Jesus' name, come on, everyone said amen, amen. Hey, let's sing with the band. Thank you for listening to Discovery Church Podcast. Remember, we will have a new message for you every Monday at 5 p.m. Make sure to like and subscribe, and you will be notified when a new episode is ready for listening.